What are you drinking, Tim? Uh, nothing. I got to go see if Tammy went and got some wine. I asked for some wine. So I'm debating having some tequila. I think we need to. This is a pretty flat podcast. I mean, there was so much excitement and, and fun and craziness last week. This actually feels like, I don't know, Sunday school. But not every week can be a, uh, you know, bombastic like it was last week. It, yeah, bombastic. I like that word. Especially Joe. Joe's shutting down. He's, Joe is... He's revert- He's becoming his normal sphinx-like self. A weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 40 entitled, The Bots Love Him and the People Despise Him. Boys, happy 40th. This is our 40th episode. Can you friggin' believe it? Mm. Woohoo! How about that? Hard to imagine. I think what impresses me the most, it's not that we have so many listeners and we've had thousands of downloads. It's my dedication. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. That's your dedication. It's like that we actually stuck with it. You know, that's what surprises me the most. We've actually, you know, cobbled together 40 shows. What a low threshold you set for your friends, Tim, that, you know, surprising isn't the thousands of downloads and the listeners. It's. That we actually tried. Yeah. <laughs> we actually continued to make an effort. It's actually, yeah. It's not that we tried. We tried a lot. It's that we actually continued. GK, how are you? I'm great. Uh, we're halfway to syndication. That's what that means. Almost halfway to syndication. <laughs> That's when the big money starts, boys. At least we're still indie. At least we keep our creative control since we fought off all those advertisers. Absolutely. One day we're going to sell out and then we're just going to walk we're away. We're going to sell out to the uh, cornhole money. That's right. But not yet. Not yet. We're still pure. Swag, how you doing? The uh, another week, another L in the uh, the old column there, but I'm I'm doing all right. OMJ, how are you? I am doing well. Do you remember where you got that nickname? <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. Well, when you when you were on it. <laughs> oh no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Joe has not listened to the episode. A busy week, or the reason? No, he's, Incredibly he's busy. His therapist advised him against. <laughs> <laughs> His therapist did listen and suggested. Had, had lots of work and much less driving than usual. Gotcha. Well, it's just like all the others. However, I have a two-hour drive starting at 5 in the morning tomorrow, so I will get to listen to it. Just have a box of tissue in the car with you. 
Am I going to be <laughs> masturbating? Uh, well, I don't know about that. That's that's probably a little too much for this podcast this early on. I, I would think. <laughs> Did you not listen to it just so we couldn't talk to you about it? Oh, you can talk to me about it. I was there. Well. <laughs> I had so much work this week, it was ridiculous, and I'm not turning it down. Wow, I, I, that takes out a, 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 about 50% of my show notes. Kind of throws everything off a little bit. I guess maybe we should just connect and ensure these things moving forward. <laughs> the assumption was that everyone had listened. Well, maybe we should give Joe a preview of what he should be listening for, our impressions of the, of the situation. That would be cool. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you were pretty drunk. Oh yeah, let's start there. <laughs> Definitely, and and became progressively drunker as the show went on. Absolutely, I did get a text from Scott on Friday who was listening to it, and uh, Scotty said Joe is a fucking disaster. <laughs> that was whoa, <laughs> excellent. And he called wow. him. He called him something. I I I was like, wow, it it really nailed it. Joe is an uppity drunk. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, absolutely. I'm this isn't a loving intervention. This I, is a hurtful intervention. I am trying to get uh, yeah. Scotty on uh, on the show, especially after he beat Joe this week. I, I guess there's there's levels of curses and jinxes. Correct. Apparently, we know that the first place jinx is actually more powerful than the Harper jinx. I think the second strongest curse is the um, the first place curse. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep, the overpowers the I think so. I believe so. Yeah. So what's Mock, the, what's the strongest? Mocking the fantasy gods, which oh. Joe's also done for the last couple of weeks. So oh. Joe's got the combo curse going on now. I don't believe in curses. That's the problem. Mm. That's unless the I, worst, unless that's I'm, the fourth yeah. worst curse. <laughs> you're unless I'm the one giving us. <laughs> Oh, the non-believers curse. Oh, boy. Okay, gentlemen, so let's get to the games. 47 Ronin played Street People. This one was over by Monday afternoon. 47 Ronin won. We had Lethal Injection playing Philadelphia Experiment 2. Lethal Injection won. So Lethal Injection, you know, still doing that 500 dance, just like they did last year. Philadelphia Experiment 2 put up a good good fight. Actually um, had one of the top scores of the week. Just was playing the wrong team at the wrong time. We have Omission Commission and Reardon Metal. And now we know that first place curse and defying the fantasy baseball gods is is a far more powerful jinx than the Harper curse. And so Omission Commission destroys Reardon Metal. And Reardon Metal, for the second week in a row, got the lowest score. That's what's shocking to me. Yeah. Kidding aside, you know, anyone's susceptible to a loss. Um, but, it, you know, the fact that it's not other teams performing extremely well, bringing their best in defeating Joe, that he's shitting the bed so spectacularly. That's what's really amazing. I'd rather take the losses now than at the end of the year. That's for sure. There you go, Joe. There you go. Good response. That's, good. <laughs> the, um, that's right out of you know, that's right out of uh, like a manager press conference one hundred and one. That's right. That's right. Response the team is 12. playing horrible right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh he, he does, does remember. remember he does re- he, uh, he, his memory comes back in in uh, in pieces. Unfortunately, that's one of them. <laughs> he did say it fourteen times, so maybe oh, this is true. It may just be embedded. He has no idea why. I'll try and keep it under control. I'm wondering if he actually listened to the show 
And this is part of his play, though. <laughs> I'll just say I didn't. Yeah, they'll forget yeah. by next week. I can't believe that you couldn't find an hour's time knowing just how crazy that show was and not listen to it. Did you read the notes? I did. Okay. Did your spider plant listen to it? It did. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, he's only talking to Greg, so uh, I, I, I'm not sure. And it was an orchid, not a plant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oh, Joe. Joe was bringing it tonight. It's like uh, he went to the spa this morning. He did some yoga, meditated before the show. Oh, dude, I put up about eight fence panels today. That's what I did. That was my spa day. That was your spa day. Probably had, uh, you know, did a little wax on, wax off, you know, had, uh, what was the, what was his coach's name? Miyagi. 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 It wasn't his coach. It was his sensei. sensei yeah. Respect. <laughs> Joe, you are someone else's Miyagi, though, right? Like, there's probably a little kid in the neighborhood that you, hey, that you coach. That's a good idea. I could have gotten, could have got the kid to put up the fence panels. The kid paint the fence. <laughs> you got to give him an old classic car, though, as payment. <laughs> Plus, I don't think Miyagi sounded like a mobster. Hey, kid, paint the fence. Hey. <laughs> we had Mr. Blonde's Heroes. With his mid-ball strategy, taking down a division rival, the Funkin' Punks. Yeah, big game. That's a big one. Uh, you're still mm-hmm. in the playoff race, Greg. I'm hanging in there. I almost got the benefit of a no-hitter today. I, I faced a real dilemma as a fan. Did I want my Pirates to get no-hit by the Cardinals, who are my pitching staff? Or did I want my Pirates to not be humiliated? And the game was still in... in, in uh, Undecided at that moment, so I, I faced a real dilemma, boys. You eventually realize the pirates are so used to humiliation that what's another one, right? No, no, but I, that's why I texted you guys, and I texted the pseudo scout too, that because he's a Cardinals fan, the no hit bit was uh, good through eight because I was hoping to to jinx Waka, and <laughs> darn if it didn't work, right? The very next batter. <laughs> Stroke single right. Nice. But I still won. That's that's good. It's all good. Now, if only uh, Vlad Jr. gets called up, I might actually have a shot at my division. And then who knows what could happen. Joe's obviously floundering. His confidence is shattered. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm poised. <laughs> yeah, I'm on suicide watch. He's been humbled for sure. This is a very different Joe. It is. Who bragged about grabbing swag and a, that name swag away from swag. I almost answered when you said uh, at the beginning, when you said, how you doing swag? I almost jumped in there. But then you knew better. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, want to, <laughs> wouldn't want Jack mad at me. He might curse me or something. I don't instill curses. I just point them out. Over and over and over and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we still have a game going on. This is a game that uh, really has a lot of implications in two different playoff races. So we have the Dreamers. Yeah which has been a fun team for us to contemplate on. And Greg is working his ass off trying to get those owners on this call. And uh, it's actually, you know, uh, it's been, it's been a challenge and I'm glad you're taking it on Greg. And yeah, uh, it's slow, but steady progress, slow, but steady progress. So we'll keep an eye on communication. uh, And I'm, you know, I'm I'm asking some of the pre questions, getting the, the juice is flowing, as it were, but it's just a question of getting them on here. I think we'll better chance with Dusty than than Big E. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we may just have to kind of uh, you know gather information as we can and share it with the podcast. I, you know, I I had a, a text conversation with with Eldon tonight, and he hmm. wants the Nationals, and I said, uh, "Dude, uh, your division rival, we're fighting for a playoff spot. I absolutely will trade the Nationals to you, but it's going to be expensive." Right. 
So this game is still going on. There's there's several players still uh, still playing right now. We have uh, St. Low Cash with about a two-point lead. The Springer already has a homer. He's got two guys playing in the six, so I would... I'm not ready to call it, but it, but it would take a bit for uh, for the Dreamers to pull this off. Actually, very very interesting, right? So uh, Saint Low Cash, he gets a win. He keeps a two game spread over Greg. Greg, you know, Greg's win this week really was a big win for Greg, regardless of what happens. But even if he just stays with Chris, mm-hmm. and then the Dreamers, uh-oh. uh oh, after a big win last week against Red Metal essentially in my way in the in, in my division not anymore did something happen in the game no I'm, I'm just saying at this point they're gonna lose you're gonna take over that division by points and and you've beaten them one time so now the division is yours to lose at the end of this game with the assumption Look. that they do lose <laughs> correct Look at jack trying to jinx 47 ronin no, I'm just your division I'm, to lose i'm just yeah. making i'm just i'm just making observations you are an evil evil man that's not news in our league. Somebody else has taken over first place in the division. Side note, it's now his division to lose. <laughs> <laughs> the team that we all predicted would win the whole thing at the beginning. Much like the NL East with, with a couple of teams pretending to uh, to hold the division while the, the true giant moves their way up slowly, step by step. And now Tim does, Joe, now have the longest winning streak in the league with six games. Very good. That was a point of some contention last week, Joe. We, we did have an arithmetic lesson. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that or not. Yes. Okay. I do. All right. Okay, so let's run down the divisions. We've got the McGuire division with the Dreamers game still in question. If they were to lose, it would be they would be seven and two. Rona would be seven and two. Rona would move into first place in this division. Bad Street, just a little outside the playoff race right now at one and eight, <laughs> would be sitting at the bottom. In the Bonds division, St. Locash, if they win, they move to five and four. Uh, that means they keep a two game lead over Blondie. So Mr. Blonde's Heroes at three and six, St. Locash at would be at five and four, and that race is very much alive in the Bonds division. And one of these two teams is going to the playoffs. And looking at the moves that uh, Greg is making, Greg wants to get in the playoffs. I mean, you know, obviously beating the Punks, it wasn't a race to the bottom. It looks like Blondie's mid-ball strategy is to eventually kind of float to the top. And, and how hateful is the CBS website, by the way, that continues not only to rank me tenth in the power rankings, but to be very hurtful about it? <laughs> Those bots can't stand you. God damn! I mean, I, you know, I've got a record in several teams in the league. I'm in second place. You know, but it's like, oh, predictably, the worst team in the league lost again. It is particularly harsh. It is. You know, it's just some algorithm somewhere. It's not some kid eating Cheetos saying, I'm going to just rip on Mr. Blonde's Heroes. Some angry MIT grad <laughs> who, like, you know, who's, uh, you know, Silicon Valley uh, private equity launch uh, didn't go well. And now he's programming, you know, the commentary for fantasy baseball leagues. That fuck. <laughs> The the irony is that in the the actual power rankings, you've stayed ahead of Mike's dad the entire season. He's been behind you all season. He should have started out tenth at the beginning of the season, and and quite honestly, has been there and given no reason to get out of tenth. So no, I'm tenth. I'm the bottom. No, no, no. In the actual, uh, if you go to the 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 records right oh, now, yeah, yeah. overall standings, and you go to power ranking, uh, I am eighth. You are ninth, we're, but we've been able to hold off Mike's dad at 10th. So when they take all of this information 
and then add the bot's attitude to it, you somehow <laughs> dropped it 10. Well, not to mention LJ. You know, my God, you know, he's not exactly lighting it up. No, but he, he is legitimately ahead of both of us in, in um, you know, in total points, he's actually the best of the four. This is what the bots are writing about Greg's team. Oh. Very appropriately, for our worst team, Mr. Blonde's heroes are now parked at the bottom of the Bonds division after they lost to Lethal Injection. That's harsh. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've been in most of these games. I, I haven't gotten blown out. I'm two games out of first. Uh, you know, I'm in it. I just getting trolled by an artificial intelligence is just that's the worst. Because <laughs> you can't even get back. What do you? How do you get back at them? Is the reaction? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's mean. <laughs> In the Griffey division, we have Reardon Metal at 7-2, and two, still a commanding lead. Ooh, yeah. If Omission Commission wins tonight, or no, no, I'm an idiot. Omission Commission wins, so they're at 5-4. and four. Lethal Injection is at 5-4. and four. And the Philadelphia Experiment 2 is at 3-6. Uh, and six. So Reardon still, after a couple of horrible weeks, um, <laughs> are, are still leading the big boy division. So that's how good that team is. Uh, they could have two just ridiculously poor weeks and still just be sitting atop the toughest division in this league. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they got out to such a, a ridiculous start. The the um, you know mission coming back with a win this week, but the one thing to, to keep an eye on is um, this is Mikey's third win in a row. So he is now five and four as well. So Joe has still two games between him and, and those two teams, mm-hmm. but now they're on the, the better side of 500 now. So definitely... Um, at the very least, he needs to adjust his rearview mirror, where up until now, he had no reason to even look into it. He needed a telescope. Joe, are you going to make any moves given you know these couple of weeks? What do you think's happening with your team, and, and how do you break this down? What What's going on underneath the hood here? I don't have a fucking clue. Uh, it's like, I, I mean, never thought Stanton would be this bad. You know, Albies, I kind of expect him to slow down some. Doesn't doesn't help that people are starting to get injured. You know, Betts is the only guy that's been hurt all year, and all of a sudden now I have four or five guys on the DL. Are you going to try to um, trade with anybody? I don't know. I now that we realize uh, you're, you're immortal, uh, not immortal, you're amortal, that, uh, you know, people might be willing to trade with you. I think I made you a trade say amoral or amortal? You're both, you are immoral based on last week's podcast, <laughs> but you're, uh, you're a mortal person. Um, you know, I, I made Joe a trade offer last week that I thought was very reasonable, but he dismissed it quickly. I did. Yeah. Well, boys, it sounds like we need to go ahead and get some more beer or rum or Coca-Cola, whatever you're drinking, maybe rum and Coca-Cola. <laughs> um, Scotty did ask me, he's like, what was Joe drinking? I said rum. Uh, we'll talk to you in a minute, boys.
Boys, you know, it was interesting. We got some texts earlier in the week from Greg commenting on the Pirates-Cubs fight. And Greg, you had had some, some interesting thoughts about the pitchers. Thought it'd be good to share with Bacher Nation what your point was. I think you actually put something up on our Instagram feed as well. Is that right? Atlas Bach interview? Yeah, I did. I mean, we, we've talked about my opinion that pitchers are puss cakes, and I think we just had further evidence of it this week. Like, we, we, So the Pirates and the Cubs... Um, Chris Bryant, no, Rizzo made a slide on our backup catcher that uh, was called legal at the time, but uh, we all took exception to as Pirates fans, and then the league office ultimately said that it was an illegal slide. I was on retaliation watch, just waiting for something to happen. I mean, this goes back right. to Jung Ho Gung a couple of years ago when Chris Coughlin slid in hard to second and broke his fucking leg. So, uh, you know, all Pirates fans were waiting. We have nothing else to cheer for besides maybe some fight. You know, you think about it. These are gangs, right? And if they're going to throw down, you th- you would think that they're going to uh, engage in what would be considered a, a normal fight. But so, uh, lo and behold, the last game of the series, there was a, a bench-clearing incident that um, resulted in both bullpens vacating the bullpen to run to the mound to to posture, I guess. And what struck me is so ironic is these guys released from their bullpens simultaneously. <laughs> they were running stride for stride beside one another. The footage is on our Instagram feed, guys. So if you take a look at it, and it just it just it made me think about how unreal baseball fights are. Because if this was hockey and 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 the players were fighting in the middle of the ice and the guys were stupid enough to get off the benches and, and jump on the ice. They're not going to skate side by side peacefully to the middle of the rink and then start fighting. <laughs> They're going to start fighting, you know, True. as soon as they hit the, as soon as they get, can get their hands around each other's necks. I mean, think about any other sort of combat situation, you know, do the guys run side by side peacefully and then take their respective positions on either side of the field in the revolutionary war? Well, maybe then they did, but uh, yeah, in the 18th century, <laughs> sure, that's exactly yeah. it. That's when they're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. But so that's not, the last not only that, if the bullpens are both in the outfield, wouldn't it make more sense to just run toward the other bullpen and meet in the middle there instead of running all the way that's to the I mean. infield? Like, hey guys, we're about to fight the other team. Let's sprint side by side with our <laughs> enemy combatants to get to the mound, and then we'll fight. <laughs> I, I was watching the outsiders was on HBO over the weekend. I was watching that. It was like that rumble, you know, it's, it, it, those guys yeah. just, they started mixing it up. They, they weren't like, this is our designated rumble point. And even though we hate each other until we get to this designated rumble point, you know, even if we're right beside each other and there's nothing preventing me from getting my hands around the throat of my enemy. No, no, I'm going to run in from the outfield. It just, it looks so ridiculous. If you guys look at the Instagram feed, check it out. That's my thought. Who's maybe they get out. Of, Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say maybe they get out of running drills if if they run all the way to the infield. Maybe that's the motivation. Well, no, it's their pussies. That's their motivation. Right. Self preservation. Right. Well, you know, and I said in my text, if you guys remember, uh, the the whole reason that the the fight occurred was that uh, the the pitching profession, in terms of being, uh, you know, tough. They they were somewhat redeemed by a pirate pitcher of all players, Joe Musgrove, or uh, the guy, one of the guys we acquired in the Garrett Cole trade. He went in uh, hard, and uh, and Baez took exception to the slide, and so uh, he was, you know, he said after the game, he's like, "No, I was sticking up for my my catcher, and I was letting them know they can't get away with those dirty slides." And so he, our pitcher, went, our starting pitcher, went in hard at second. 
And Baez got pissed. And that's what started the, the fracas as it were. And so it was, it was instantaneous. It it was such a, like a, a 30 seconds of bliss for me. Cause I was like, wow, there are tough pitchers out there. You know, still the, the, the days of Nolan Ryan or Mike Hampton, they're not completely dead. There are still some ballsy pitchers out there. And I was kind of feeling uh, happy about that. And I was like, man, I can't wait to tell, tell the guys that, you know what? I was wrong about those fucking pussy pitchers. There are some tough ones out there. And then <laughs> not 15 <laughs> seconds later, out from the bullpens comes streaming the uh, wannabe fight club. You know, they're <laughs> running side by side in stride to get to a fight that will be against one another. If only they could just stop and start fighting. So I was like, nope, they're pussy. <laughs> Can I just point out that uh, I think it's Tyler Glass now, number 24. Yeah. His run and what he's doing with his hands when he's running, it looks like he's actually a <laughs> seal out of water. Like, what what kind of stride is that? If you take a look at it, it's it's quite amusing. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're not, they don't strike fear in anybody's heart. Let's, let's put that. No, way. it looks like their competition was a race to the pile. Like, you you can actually see some of the Cubs relief pitchers looking over, seeing, am I going to beat them to the pile? And then they just oh, yeah. get to the pile. Like <laughs> if you watch it, it's yeah, like a now. yeah, it's like a second grade competition where you know you're in gym and you're gonna just run alongside and see who's gonna win. Right? You they're not what? even they're not even talking shit to each other like yeah. along the way. Like when when we get there, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up. Like, <laughs> They, they, they kind of look like the, if you guys remember the TV show Mash, that 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 first scene where all the the army nurses were running uh, full out towards the chopper to rescue somebody. That they kind of remind me of the nurses from the the opening of the Mash sequence. <laughs> but but looking at you, you're right exactly. Glasnow, like a wooden duck decoy that had like the mechanical arms that that perpetuated just, through the water I that's exactly stop watching what it, it. Like. like i know why you put it up there but i was just mesmerized with his stride like i was like this is a professional athlete making millions of dollars due to the his his unique and incredible athletic ability and he runs like that like he's i could he's a big dude yeah just or like, six eight i couldn't believe it well on the one cubs reliever Who's who's not as fast? Clearly, kind of gives him one of these, like a side <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, like, "Hey, this guy's passing me." Yeah, you know, he's running to the fight that we're supposed to be fighting. I'm not going to let him beat me to the fight. Yeah, bunch of pussies. That's what pitchers are. I don't know. We haven't seen a fight in in Major League Baseball for a long time, really, like an actual fight. We've seen a lot of pushing, tickling, you know, cajoling, mouthing off, but <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't seen a real. So funny. Fight. We got spoiled earlier in the year. I thought it was going to be a heck of a year. Just kind of die. Banner year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I keep going back to Nolan Arenado and him making sure after he, you know, stepped out of the pile to fix his hair and then go back in, but go back in with a vengeance. You got to think the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to have one at least. I think the Reds, I think the Yankees, I, I despise them, but I think they would whoop up on a lot of teams with Aaron Judge in the middle there. He'd be like Andre the Giant. Throwing guys out of the ring like a ten man, uh, ten man. What were they? What were they used to call those matches when they had a bunch Royal of guys? Rumble. Oh yeah, battle royale or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right, yep. yeah, but you know, Mike Stanton couldn't hit anybody. Tim, you know, your mention of Arenado provides me uh, an excellent segue. You know, you mentioned Arenado and his glorious hair. I was uh, nothing short of dumbfounded by the new best hair player in the major leagues. 
Adubel Herrera. Oh, much better. Oh, wow. I can't wait. Do you have any idea? Any guesses? Has anybody come onto your radar in terms of fantastic hair at the major league level? He makes Benintendi looks like Gavin McLeod from The Love Boat, this fucking guy. (laughs) And he's the son of a former major leaguer and Hall of Famer. I didn't even know this guy. It's going to be Vlad Guerrero Jr. No, 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 no. I didn't even know this guy existed until today. And I was, and I thought, I'll give you a little hint. He plays for the Giants. He's a pitcher, of all things. And I, at first, I thought it was Samarja. He's kind of Samarja-like. I don't even know if you guys have heard of him either. Did you guys know that Yvonne Rodriguez's son is a relief pitcher for the Giants? No. Yeah, Yvonne Derek Rodriguez. Now, I'm about to text you guys this kid's glorious mane. He looks like Johnny Depp, you know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis from, from uh, Last of the Mohicans' hair. Well, this guy's he's high HQ then. Oh, off the fucking charts HQ. And then, you know, no offense to his dad, but I never thought of Pudge as having high HQ. But he must have married well, because man, this kid is gorgeous. Oh, he looks just like him. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, like but a good looking. Dealer. <laughs> Where Joe's mind goes. Hmm. <laughs> look at that hair. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I I see that one, and I'm going to send another picture to you guys. And have have any of you? Ever watched the movie Clerks? Of course. of course. Okay, that explains a lot. So I just sent you, Jay has resurfaced as a uh, Cleveland hmm. Indians pitcher. Uh-huh. Mike Clevenger. Uh, yeah. Tell me that guy does not look like Jay. Oh, yeah. If Jay and Spicoli had a baby. Oh, though. that is funny. <laughs> you know, it's so funny you say that because when I was watching the Giants game today and, and Yvonne Rodriguez's kid was pitching up there, the announcer was like, look at that kid's hair. He's like, uh, and the other guy was like, yeah, it's great. It's, it's Clevenger-like. And I was like, who's Clevenger? But now I know. Joe, you didn't even listen to our public service announcements? I, I haven't listened to any of Jeez it. Jesus Christ. I promise I'll listen to it tomorrow. Well, and if anyone needed to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would be funny if I knew what you were talking about. Oh, it's you know. still funny. You just you know. don't know it called remorse i used to see it every never never regret my dad's face cosby didn't regret having a good time either i don't believe i uh, raped anybody on this podcast no that's true you did you assaulted our ears though (laughs) (laughs) every week every week (laughs) no we love you joe it was actually was it was a lot of fun it was, yeah, it was, it a, was lot. a lot of fun. It really was. It really was. Yeah, and Courtney was cool, and she rolled. At your remember, remember who Courtney is, right? Yes, she did a great job. <laughs> so very smart yeah, just, girl. Just so you know, at the beginning, smartest girl in the world. You'll you'll hear it, but the, if you want to encapsulate the podcast in four seconds, just listen to the first four seconds, which is you saying to Jack, "What? I, I'm not the most important person in the world," and Jack <laughs> saying, "No, that's that's not what I was saying." Like really innocent and you're like oh i thought so and then i say okay guys i'm, I'm gonna call courtney and there's a pause you're like who's courtney <laughs> and we had just been talking about her for like five minutes and, and it's uh it was awesome it was just and, and then the fun and shenanigans go on from there it's uh it's good times it's good times Anything you were in rare form i don't know that i've ever seen you that drunk joe and i've I've been drunk with you before. Well, I know I've been drunk in that before. But you were just uh, just on fire. It was... Uh, Trying to do my part. You did. 
You did. There's always that. So the, the, there's the drunk bass player myth. You know that, right? right? That it's always the bass player that really is is the one that, excuse me, parties the hardest in all the great bands, at least. So I've never heard that before. Neither have I. George Harrison? Yeah, he was quite a partier. I thought McCartney was the bass player in that. Oh, band. that's right. Yeah, what am I thinking? See, if you weren't drinking tequila, you'd know that. Get him, Joe. Get him. Well, there was another interesting uh, piece of baseball. Redirect, Joe. Right? Redirect. Hey, yeah, listen, Tim's time is coming because he's he's really seriously avoiding how good his team is, avoiding talking about that. <laughs> well played. Oh, Scott's calling. Hmm. Uh-oh. Special guest. Yeah, let's go ahead and refresh our drinks and come back and we'll have some fun with Scotty. just trying to get through some technical issues so that we can all get on the call at the same time and you have the midball wizard here we just can't see him yet oh i actually see him oh so now now we lost jack oh, <laughs> i just back. i just see the fanatic he's back do you see any of us yeah jack is pretty passionate i see all of you we don't see you i don't see you i don't know either. you're just a glowing circle scotty Blowing off my hot victory and passing on of the curse. Oh, now look, at, uh, yeah, look at Scott, man. He's, he was ready to come on as soon as he uh, felt the curse. Did he, did he trade Harper? Did I miss that? No, I just traded the curse this week. Ooh. We figured out that there were other curses. So, that, so Joe's first place curse and his spitting on the fantasy gods oh, totally blah, outweighed blah, blah. The, the, Bryce Harper. the Bryce Harper curse. Yeah. And then, yeah, not to yep. mention, he doesn't believe in curses. So he doesn't believe curse. in curses, right? Even though he scored lower than Pop's team two weeks in a row, he does not believe in curses. The only thing worse than being affected by a curse is mocking the curse while it's happening. <laughs> so, Scotty, I'll just have you know that Joe claims he has not listened to the podcast. <laughs> oh, last week. Yes. Oh, that was brutal. No, don't <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> Scott, Scott. You know, you can be completely forthright because Tim has already uh, read your text to uh, to Joe and, and the rest of us about your true opinions of the podcast and just how how taken aback you were. It was a little cringy. It was a little cringy. It was funny. 
And I was just trying to put myself into the place of an outsider in Courtney's position, right? She was new. She probably didn't know what she was walking into. and We didn't know what she was walking into. <laughs> But how ironic that she's an HR professional. Like of all the all the like subject matter experts that we can invite on to see Joe implode, it's an HR professional. <laughs> the only better would have been if it was like an interventionist that I happen to know. Yeah. Next week we interview a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that actually. That would be a lot of fun. So Scotty, yeah, you are now back. On the winning side, you're at five and four. Such a relief. Yeah, thank you. That was a tough stretch right there. It's been a hard run. It's my pitching staff. That's what happens when you go to the World Series and you lose. You end up with nothing. So I ended up with the ninth pick. I got the D-backs. And when they're hot, they're hot. And when they're not, they're terrible. So I had a good run at the first stretch. And then the last three or four games, they've just, they didn't win for like three weeks in a row. Literally, they were two and eight or something. And uh, it just killed my my scoring ability. So yeah, it was a rough rough ride. After I thought I was I was getting pretty excited at the beginning of the season. I thought, hey, my mid ball is going to play off. And then I realized that my mid ball was kicking me in the balls. So <laughs> you know what? I, I love the thought of anyone who's only ever listened to a sporadically <laughs> episode. And like you know, Scott's confessing that his mid ball is uh, is paying off. People are thinking, oh man. This poor fucking guy. Like I've heard about testicles. people whose balls don't fully drop, and, and this guy's man. What a brave battler he is! You know his mid balls paying off. My mid ball is it's starting to drop again, so I'm in better shape I, now. I assume, they don't call you the mid ball wizard for nothing. Buddy. I assume it meant three the, to to be a mid ball, right? That's like the oh, there the there, there could be an extra one in there. Yeah, yeah. Between the two would make a mid. So Scott, I'm curious. At what what day this week did you feel fully confident and conclude that you had this game wrapped up against Joe's feeble effort? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? No. Oh my God, I I was sweating through this morning, and I kept rooting against the Mets pitching staff. So Joe, I'm glad you were a little intoxicated last week because you put a the little Mets pitching staff in on Sunday, and that <laughs> was my saving grace. So thank you. Actually, or I did that on Saturday. Oh well, maybe you had some rum on Saturday too. <laughs> it was <laughs> done on purpose. You're trying to shake. You're trying to shake the uh, whatever glitch. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty, as as uh, as one of our favorite bockers and someone who is uh, has co-hosted this show, I know you're an avid listener. Uh, we haven't had you on for a while, so I want to know. Last time you said we had a soap opera season going on. I started to think that maybe I should just kind of restate this podcast as more of a reality podcast than a simple fantasy baseball league chronicle. A reality podcast. I like that. That's a new concept. It is. It is. As we kind of play our lives out uh, across the interweb here. So I don't know. Any any feedback on some of our recent podcasts? You guys have been... You've been drink, bringing the drama, and I think that's been really cool the last few weeks. Uh, every episode has been different. I was getting a little worried. I thought we were on the, um, Greg, what do you call it? The 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 shitty, shitty. Oh, the uh, buddy, bullshit, buddy, 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 buddy. I was worried that was going to be the arc of the season, but um, we've gotten on some other topics lately. So 
it's been great. I mean, Joe was like pretty trashy last weekend, and <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of other stuff. Wait, wait, wait. On the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's been a, the, the podcast arc for the season has been evolving, and it's been very interesting because I don't know what to expect. And that's what I like. When I'm watching a show on TV, episode after episode, I like to not know what's going to happen. And that's where I am right now in the arc of your podcast. It's great. Well, we're getting ready to drop one of the most boring podcasts we've ever put together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Joe killed this podcast, too, but in an unfun way. <laughs> oh, sorry, Joe. Well, as soon as I logged in tonight, I thought maybe everybody had... D- Everyone had darted yesterday, and now you're in the fold, like double hangover. So, you know, when you have a, a darty and then you sleep it off a little bit, and you wake up and you kind of do the hair of the dog, and then you get the I, what I call the double hangover, where you've kind of partied back to back, and then you're just like flat for like maybe 24 or 48 hours. You got nothing. And that's kind of what the tone is tonight, I would say. <laughs> so, this is a darty darty hangover show. Darty darty. Dirty, dirty. It's a dirty, dirty. It's a hangover from the last show, which was obviously the pre-hangover show. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, a Joe's double giant, dirty, dirty. Joe's giant black cloud of remorse is hanging over this entire show. <laughs> he's not drinking. He's not. He's not talking. He's not smiling. You know, he, he's. You know, you could all see the wheels turning in his mind. Like, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> Son of a bitch! What did I say? Joe, yeah, is this, this too am much? I indictable? Am I indictable? <laughs> we'd never, we'd never hand him over to the authority. Would you, would you ask me? Is it two losses in a row? Or like, are you going it back? Is. You're going back to the mountain. You're going to go in the cave and like figure out. I think what that's what I'm going to have to do. I have to go up the hill and uh, talk to whoever the hell lives up there and find out what I'm supposed to do next. It's going to be really crappy when you walk up and get on top of that mountain and you find Tim sitting there. Oh. <laughs> Bullshit buddy, buddy farm system. <laughs> Scott, I am curious. So, you know, following your mid ball strategy, you know, things weren't looking good the last couple of weeks, but you came back strong this week with a win. As the season progresses, at what point are you going to decide if you're going to maybe push your chips into the middle and, and go for it? Or are you just going to maintain the course of seeing what happens? Because you are on the cusp of, of a wild card and making a move uh, after this week. But, um, you know, it's far from a, a certainty. Yeah, that's a great question. Greg. I actually thought about that this weekend. I went and looked and count. I don't even know how many games are in one of our seasons. So I, I actually went and counted them. 19. Oh, thank you. I didn't know that. And I counted them, looked at them. And so I'm in the process of analyzing that question right now, right? What you asked me. And it's going to take me a couple weeks because I'm, I'm at a tipping point. If I can get on a little run here, I might have a shot. If I continue to kind of dog it, um, I'm at big risk and I might be willing to deal a little bit. What do you guys think about the Dreamers? I mean, that's another team that are they in, are they out? They had a good run. Can they go all the way? You know, the one thing that could uh, end up being a a, uh, a detriment to the Dreamers' efforts is they're, they're kind of isolated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've received some texts. I know Tim mentioned earlier that he's received some, some texts from Eldon today. Um, you know, he's looking for trade partners. He, he identifies some needs on his team that he's looking to address. But, you know, after Zombiegate last year, he, they, they are somewhat isolated and he's not knowing who to make trade partners with. And so I think that 
even the most isolated among our teams based on, uh, you know, uh, Jack's infographic of a few uh, weeks ago, you know, they have somebody with whom they can trade if they wish to, or at least engage in that conversation. Right. But I think uh, the dreamers are, are, that might be not, not nothing on the field or on their roster, but that might be their Achilles heel as it were, as it were their inability to, uh, to foster the relationships necessary to make a critical trade at the, at the right time. Well, and at, at, you know, uh, again, and, and we've been over, you know, some of the folks in this league a little less, um, vocal than, than others, but, but at who's fine, I mean, we can't even get these guys to, to come on here to talk. Right. Right. But your brother, you know, you know, obviously he has access to you, Jack, and can make trades. Right. He, he's traded with Tim <laughs> once. He knows the guys in the league, the Breens, they're going to, uh, well, yeah, you know, Eldon and, and Dusty are, are part of the the buddy the buddy bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's group? from. Well, maybe, maybe not. They're also, uh, you know, they're also the zombie team for Christ's oh, sake. True, so, true. So the alienated portion of the bullshit buddy buddy farm system. Right. I mean, I didn't even believe there were actually two people running that team until I <laughs> seen photos of two different people. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're clearly having like you know. I was fielding questions about the, the number of games in the year, you know, who, who owns what team and, you know, is there any way you can get a hold of them? I mean, you know, aside from the website and the emails, I was like, well, yeah, here's who does this and that. But I, I think that might be the, uh, the challenge that they face is consummating a trade uh, at this it, critical moment. Cause they seem like you want to go, you, they want to go all in. You know, just, I think this we the Donaldson is, is now knocked up again and, and not, yep. <laughs> knocked up, <laughs> um, injured and, uh, and belt just went down so again fertile. as well. So, um, he does, you know, they do have though, um, you know, they, they had picked up Gordon and, and Solarte in the draft and those have been two pretty big pickups for them. They've been able to plug those guys in and, and actually have them, uh, perform, uh, and then Carlos Santana is another guy. So again, Belt, you know, is down. Puig had a really big week. As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> had they used Puig at the start of the week instead of Belt, uh, they would have won. Um, Belt when when Belt went down, they pulled Puig in. Uh, but he had f- almost five points on his bench prior to to actually Ooh. playing for him. So you know, so they they do have some guys down there that can fill in the gaps. But you're right, if they this continues and they take another injury to they're going to need to uh look to trade to to be able to keep up with uh with the joneses and you're right at that point that may become a detriment i i will say that the dreamers um were coming after the nationals um scotty you know if you're if you're going to wait a couple of weeks this could be that same old story for you mm-hmm. you know you just you wait a week too long for what for from my perspective to make well that first move. of all you got to play Joe this week, who was double cursed. Do you play I, someone cursed next week, or are you going to go back to losing? <laughs> Jack is back. I love it. <laughs> no, I, but Tim makes a good point, Scott. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I wouldn't describe you as overly cautious, but you're cautious. You know, yes. I mean, clearly you've been successful, though. You've been in the league a few years, and you've had quick and profound success, but you know, uh, are you that one bold move away from having uh, won it all last year? And, and you know, you have a strong team, and, and and Joe is flawed deeply, his team, and so uh, you know, Tim looks strong. So you're, you're just one move away, uh, but it needs to be a bold move. What are you willing to sacrifice? Well, everyone wants Harper, and I just don't think I can move forward without Harper. Like, 
I don't know I don't, that I can give up Harper for a pitching that staff. Fuck, I don't want that fucking cursed motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want that. Greg, you just sent me a trade for him like five minutes ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Like I got to be ready. I got to. There's not. There's probably an opportunity here in the next week or so because you, the, the playoffs are sh- are shaping up. Well, you, right. and you said it. I mean, your team is rock solid. You have a strong bench, strong team. But you, like you said. You were because of your success last year. You didn't get a great pitching staff, and now you know that your chief competitor for the wild card, by virtue of this uh, podcast, you know that he's out there shopping for a top tier pitching staff. Yes. Well, I don't know who my competitor is. Is it Dreamers or yeah, is Dreamers it, or Ronan? Are they tied right now? As technically. Of they're t- yeah, Tim, they have the same record. Tim will now be technically, if they, the season ended tomorrow, Tim will be in first place. So technically the, the dreamers are your competition today. Yeah, the consensus is Tim's on his way up and the dreamers have some gaps developing right now. That is the consensus. Okay. Well, Jack said earlier that it was Tim's division to lose. Yes. So that's good enough for me. Do you agree, Scott? Yes, I mean, they're on fire, that whole thing. Fair Thanks. enough. Greg, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an outstanding question? I have several, but I'm going to just remain quiet. <laughs> Greg? No, I'm just kidding. I don't have any Exactly. Greg was, Greg was just giving me shit for making that statement earlier. That's all. So I, I was just pointing out that someone else. No, I loved it. I, I love the angst that you're causing Tim. He's he's trying to remain calm. He's he's he's, he's crouching further and further down behind his little spit guard there on his microphone because <laughs> he doesn't want us to see the terror in his eyes. I will say that Joe on the prior three or four podcasts was trying to divert the light back to Tim where it belongs, and I I gotta say there's some truth in that. Like he needs a little light showing on his actions and. What, what is it that Tim is doing? We've been focused on Joe all season because he's been scoring some serious points, but who has scored the most points? The pro- problem is that he's, he runs the podcast, so it's kind of hard to, to focus it on him because he just deflects it away. <laughs> he edits out all the zingers against him. I, I think I've been really good about keeping those zingers in. In particular, Greg, your comments about my Waist size and eating habits <laughs> have been in there quite a bit. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I'm just reporting the news, my friend. <laughs> exactly. So I think one of the big things is I started out with the Dreamers, then I played Omission Commission, then it was Reardon Metal. So that that's that was my first three weeks. So then I had my last three weeks. Bad Street, Philadelphia Experiment, and Mr. Blonde's Heroes. You know, it probably benefit from the schedule more than anything else. Over the listen last to him. Weeks. Listen to this we'll fucking see, guy. Right? Those are your next three games. Oh, my no, God. The, yeah, but, but yeah. those are your next three games. Right, so, exactly. Yes. So the I'm guessing if you score 62 points again next week, you're going to win, no matter who you're playing. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, part of this is just like, you know, burning those points in large, you know, large margin victories, right? You never want to do that. So then we got the Dreamers and Omission Commission and Red Metal up next. So for me, the next three weeks are, you know, are, are are going to be definitive in terms of where I go. So we'll see. And then I end the season against the Dreamers. 
How the fuck, Scotty, could you be in the World Series and not know how many weeks there are in the season? It's just I just play by Irish luck, man. I don't think <laughs> too far ahead. I just I figured you'd be into that. I that'd be part of your algorithm that you built for managing your team. I just wasn't on it because I, I thought I was cruising there, and I kind of took my eye off the ball. And then, like I said, the Diamondbacks pitching staff tanked for three, week, three, four weeks in a row. Now they're climbing back out. I'm starting to score some points again. So now it's getting serious. We're in week nine, so I'm paying attention. You know what we're not talking about is Mikey. Um yeah, my, well, Mikey, this is what Mikey did. This is it's almost a carbon copy of what he did last year. I can remember Jack saying, I don't know how many times, you know, Mikey's hanging around, Mikey's hanging around, and it's just he's just doing it again. Yeah, I, again, I think he he you know he's not quite the the level as some of these other teams. It seems, as my opinion, and and last year he benefited from the division he was in. Um, this this season, I don't think he's going to be so lucky. Well, he's got Scotty next week, so that should be a really interesting game. That's a yeah, big one. It is a big one. And if you look at points for for the season, I've scored four hundred and eighteen. He scored four hundred and seven. So we're neck yeah. and neck. But then, you know, Reardon Metal is at four sixty, and then again, the great Oz is <laughs> at four seventy. Yeah, there was maybe a little bad luck at the front end of the season, but I'm bringing it back to you, brother. That you've got the greatest team of all time this year. Well said. The curses are flying fast and furious. <laughs> so, Ming the hey, merciless. Greg. Yeah, Ming the merciless. We're not. The- had a little hiccup this week, but the mm-hmm. Oz is still running the show. That's all I got to say. Hey, hey, Greg, we're not the worst. That's right. I'm not, well, unless you ask the CBS. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the bots. CBS writing bot. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My bad. Yeah, I'm fucking close. Wait, I don't know if you guys looked at the points. Bad Street, who was the worst, was at 373 points. Uh-huh. And Mr. Blonde's Heroes was at 372. So there was one point, and that was that. I think that was prior to this week, but leave it to the stats guy. Technically, well, that's why they don't add up all the runs that a team scored, and that's how they decide the division winners in in baseball. It's about wins and losses, people. (laughs) Ah, my team's scrappy. Do you happen to to read the, you know, the the league messages that come out and they talk about the power pole and they describe each team? I do when I'm playing well. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's amazing because Greg Greg is very well aware. It's this computer-generated commentary on a team, and there's an angry bot out there that just cannot stand Mr. Blonde's Heroes and gives Mr. Blonde's Heroes no credit whatsoever. So we're trying to figure <laughs> out. Um, let's see. what. Well, we can just take a look at what they said about a mission command. Do you think that really is AI? I've been thinking about that for like four years now. Do you think that that is a computer generated yeah, program or are those, yeah, interns, are those interns they bring in in the summer to CBS sports <laughs> to write those up. They're like, awesome. all right guys, we know you were out till four in the morning, but you, your job today is to turn out, you know, 100 week recaps and have at it and have fun. I, I kind of think it's like drunk interns in the middle of college. How, how ironic. Sorry. That, that, you know, what what a nihilistic viewpoint Scotty has. He thinks that our listeners are, are computers, <laughs> but but he thinks that the, the 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 bland writing for like the weekly updates are real people. 
Thank you. Scott. Well, I only say that because sometimes there is a little, a funny little thing that they'll say, like so sometimes basically, they'll say, "Greg really screwed the pooch this week" or something like that, and <laughs> it, it, it's funny the way they write it. Every once in a while, do you know how deep it pisses you off? It's funny. So, so Scott's theorizing that the only people who like me are robots, <laughs> and, the, and, 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 and people the real people hate my ass. <laughs> I'm loved by robots and despised by real. real people. Thanks. Great. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> loved by robots, despised by people. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's my theory on life right there. Uh, oh, that explains my love life. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, listen. Uh, glad everybody's good. Uh, just uh, really look forward to Sunday nights more than I ever have in my entire life. Just hanging out with you guys. So, hope you have a good night and uh, all things are well. And Joe, it's good having you back. You, know, <laughs> you, can, you can let your lawyer know that you did exactly as he instructed you to do, and you just That's literally right. stayed quiet this entire podcast. Well, not literally, but almost the entire podcast. Almost. Almost, yes. The Sphinx, the Sphinx is, is back. back. <laughs> I've lost the mute button. <laughs> love you, Joe. We do love you, man. We love, love you guys. All. Yeah, we, we're You're just the best, talking. Joe. You're a good egg. No, no, I'm the second You're good best. sport. You're a good sport. Oh, the devil is back on top. Just don't forget. And let's be, we're not sure you're better than the dreamers. You might be. Third. Well, that's true. <laughs> and third best show. Third best show. Du- I'm double tied with the dreamers, right, Jack? That's right. It's like double curse, Joe. That's right. All right, gentlemen. Have yourselves a good evening. Yep. All right, boys. Talk to you later. Be good. Scotty, later. good t- talking to you, Scotty. Good to see you, boys. All right. Later. Good night. Good night. I'm a 
a desperate man Send lawyers, guns and money This shit has hit the fan Guns and money Send lawyers, guns and money Send lawyers, guns and money I was gonna say, I just want you to know that I I uh, I took a bottle of gin into the shower after last week's episode, and I cried for like forty minutes. <laughs> wow. Just saying. <laughs>